0: Ah, it's the season of the bitch. Welcome to the Gay, Anarchist, Yoga, and Erotic Cookie Association. I'm Nito Kitch, and tonight we're talking about A Nightmare in Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And in honor of Fred Krueger, I've brought along two of my wettest dreams. First up, where does she keep getting these knives from? It's Amelia!
1: Hi, my name's Amelia, and I am your worst nightmare. I'm your chaotic cat that somehow becomes a human and then turns into a vampire and stalks you till the end of time to try and drink your blood. And I can be found at the nefarious Navigator on Instagram. I think
2: I, think I read that manga.
0: <laughs> Next up, they were the one that got away, but they're also seeking revenge for that thing you did over winter break. It's Ro!
2: Hi, I'm Ro, and I'm that weird dream you get where you're like walking through public naked or like your school or your job and everybody like obviously notices and you feel really weird about it in the dream, but then you wake up and you have like a half chub, so like maybe you're into it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Cole and Freddy's Revenge, is a very divisive film that is still argued about online to this day. The gay community has really embraced it as a queer horror classic that slipped through Hollywood, and most traditional fans of the series really hate it. So let's find out why. Uh, It's plot time, so here's your chance to abandon ship and run away, much like, uh, I guess, uh, the relationship between Jesse and Lisa. Jesse is just your regular kid with a glandular problem and horrifying nightmares. He just moved into town, uh, has one whole friend, and is being eyed by a notorious serial killer dream monster to get revenge on something. Um, as Jesse slips more and more into paranoia and under the control of Fred Krueger, he slips in and out of reality, committing murders and questioning his whole reality. Ooh. But thankfully, he's friends with a straight white girl who is way more interested in unraveling the mystery than he is. After he becomes completely consumed by Fred Krueger, the perspective switches to her as she uses her power of hetero love to snap him out of it. (laughs) Or does she? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, there's a lot more to this movie, but you know, uh, I want to save some stuff pretty much all of it for you to experience because you really need to experience this movie, but that's my take on it. So let's just jump into this. What did y'all think?
1: I really liked it.
0: Um, I, I will say I had very
2: little perspective going into this movie about the series as a whole, because, I've only ever seen one Nightmare on Elm Street movie and even then like it was on in the background of something and I was only really half paying attention to it so like knowing only the gist of the general story it was really interesting to jump into this movie in particular and I think Amelia like you said that you've watched all of the movies like a bajillion times, so I think you probably have even more like of a nuanced take than I.
0: <laughs> I think it's really important uh, to really stress this movie came out during the AIDS epidemic when being gay was a death sentence in Hollywood. And while Yes! lead actor Mark Patton is gay... Uh, He was not out at the time of this film, and there's a huge discussion around whether he kind of added more gay to the film, or if the gayness was in the script, or if just no one noticed how gay it was, or if the gayness got in through inaction from the director and producers, and all that will be recovered when we discuss the documentary's Green Queen next year, because this film itself kind of gets lost in the bigger discussion. I think it's kind of sad, because uh in the beginning this absolutely was supposed to add steam to one of the most popular horror franchises ever one that's credited for really reviving the genre um but also i i want to know who is freddy actually getting revenge against in this
1: (laughs) uh heteronormativity obviously um
2: Okay, I know a little bit about the mythos. Um, I know that he was a serial killer, and I know that he targeted children, and I know that the townspeople took some sort of retaliatory action against him,
0: uh, So, uh, which he... left
2: him in some, I don't know, between life and death state and turned him into a kaiju or something.
0: <laughs> Did it, Didn't... Well, didn't the so wasn't it that like he went to trial for the murders, but they did like a bad job, and he ended up getting off, and that's why the townspeople. I think uh, yeah, because I think their own hands. With,
1: uh, Freddy Krueger is that he was burned to death, right? Because they thought he had killed a bunch of children. <laughs> I think in the first movie, I want to say that he was actually like going for revenge against like. The children of the families, like I guess, are the descendants of the families that killed him, I want to say, or something like that. But, uh, I don't know who he was getting revenge against specifically in the second movie because none of those people are related to the first movie at all.
2: (laughs) I I feel like Freddy has a rep, like, a reputation for these. Kind of over the top kind of dream sequence gruesome kills, and there's not really much of that in this movie um, like, like Johnny Depp didn't he like get swallowed up by his bed and turned into a blood fountain like
0: death bed, the bed that eats Johnny Depp,
2: <laughs> the bed that eats Johnny Depp, uh oh, to be that bed. Uh, <laughs>
0: De- <laughs> you know, Deathbed and its remake, Deathbed, um, are, are both technically movies uh, that will not <laughs> appear on this podcast because they are not gay. <laughs> um, so I guess the one thing I kind of want to know uh, from you, Ro, since I guess this is your first time really watching it, do um, you think this movie was scary? Or you know, had scary parts to it? Since it is a um, movie and all. I think, um,
2: there, there are some moments, I think it, it is old enough now that like the effects don't come across as crisp as they would have back in the day. So it's easy to see through some of the gore. But I feel like there's a lot of kind of psychological melodrama that you can kind of wrap yourself in. I mean, Jesse, the whole time he's being haunted by Freddy, kind of is wallowing in this whole, I am going crazy and there's nothing anybody can do to help me kind of mentality. (laughs) Um, So I think... I think there's something to that. You know what
0: I mean? I I actually, so I don't, um, Robert, Robert England, um, is actually, actually like has like these fantastic sort of like interview bits I found, uh, where he's actually like really talking like kind of like uh almost like a schoolboy crush about like the scenes he had with uh Mark Patton <laughs> and like how <laughs> gay he made them <laughs> he's like
1: i love that
0: <laughs> like at one point this the the, first, the scene in the house where like they come face to face and they're like so close together kind of like apparently mm-hmm. uh there's a take where he actually put one of the blades in Mark's like mouth <laughs>
1: hot we could have
0: had we could have had the first you know gay serial killer monster kiss uh, of cinema and we didn't get it then and i feel personally like robbed
1: i do too a
0: little bit cheated (laughs) yeah I, like, ima- imagine how much, like, you know, controversy money this film would have had if Robert Engel, like, <laughs> kissed Mark Patton. I mean, we got Merida,
2: the girlfriend, to kiss Freddie. Why couldn't we get Jesse to kiss Freddie?
1: Oh, that was one way of those that I... scenes that I never want to see again in my life. And I see by
2: the way, I'm by the way, the girlfriend is Merida. Um, she holds a bow during the field day scene and she has red hair, so canon
0: girlfriend is Merida. <laughs> I, I think my favorite, like, note that I wrote for this movie was Redhead with... Redhead who plays Archery, she must be a lesbian. Um, <laughs> it's it's I true. Mean... It is true. Um, uh, the way that I really interpret sort of the interactions between Jesse and... Uh, uh, they call him Fred for some reason in this movie, which I think is appropriate because he's actually kind of... For, for a killer that's known for, like, his camp, campiness, that technically didn't come to, like, the later movies, um, he's kind of very intimidating in this movie. Um, but the way that I kind of interpret things is Freddy actually represents, like, um, his identity as a gay man that kind of grows the more he tries to suppress it until it completely overcomes him and then a the straight white girl uh, basically cures him like every gay man um that's the that's kind <laughs> of my that's read a on very
2: it. valid that's a very valid
0: reading of this movie
1: mm-hmm. agreed <laughs>
0: so i think compared to the first film one of the biggest negatives is just flat out the main protagonist is arguably does not try to defeat Freddy. um the only one who really does anything about it is lisa like she's literally the one does
2: that does that mean that jesse is final girl (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yes
2: (laughs) that makes me very happy like, if this movie wasn't subversive enough already, they made
0: Jesse Final Girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Jesse doesn't really, with the exception of when Freddy tries to get him to kill his sister, he doesn't really fight uh, Freddy. It's Lisa who does all the work. She does all the research. She finds out what's going on. She finds a boiler room. She mm-hmm. has the final confrontation where she def you know, quote-unquote defeats Freddy and uh, frees Jesse. Um, He doesn't do that much, and in a way, we almost have a passive protagonist, which is kind of a stereotype about gay people in itself.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Wow.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like I was saying, he kind of just spends most of the movie wallowing in this, like, I'm turning into Freddy and there's nothing anybody can do about it mentality.
0: He spends more time waking up in cold sweats, uh, or I guess hot sweats because it's like a furnace or something. Yeah, literally a furnace. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just got that. Um, Then he does actually trying to figure out what to do. Um, And that might actually kind of have something to do with his home life because like his father is extremely toxic and kind of like how would you describe him stuck in the 50s
1: mm-hmm. yeah he's an his, asshole <laughs> his father's just like a stereotype of toxic masculinity it, it that that is exactly what it is. Any any little thing that, you know, Jesse does is just like (laughs) a reason to like be like, I'm the dad or, you know, to kind of shit on him. Like there there's that one scene where um the coach dies, right? And then right after the parents get woken up by a knock on the door and it's the police with their son in a blanket shivering and the cops like oh, uh, he was just roaming the street naked. Keep him on a short leash. Like, this kid is clearly in distress. He's stated a couple of times, like, throughout the movie, that he can't sleep in his room. And instead of maybe trying to be understanding, his dad is just like, you're on drugs, you need a methadone clinic. Instead of like, hey, maybe our child is in distress and should go see somebody that they can talk to about
2: this. Right. Say what you want about like '50s dads, but at least like Mr. Beaver, I guess we'll call him, like took the time out of his busy schedule to like listen to his kids and
0: give them advice. Yeah, I guess that kind of also brings up sort of because this movie is very gay. Um, oh, I know, I is it? <laughs> Uh, But this movie also, like, tries to overcompensate with compulsory heterosexuality uh, in kind of strange ways, Uh, to the point, like, uh, the coach, for example, is obviously supposed to be, like, this very masculine, very, like, hyper, uh, like, straight character, almost, (laughs) Cause he's you know mm-hmm. he's into sports and he's into S and M and he's hardcore and he doesn't take your leather crap, daddy. He's not even a leather daddy because <laughs> the only thing about his costume that was really leather was like the the collar. <laughs> if you actually mm-hmm. like look at it, the rest of it was like uh, I, it just looked kind of like cloth, which I mis misrem- I re- I misremembered and I thought it was like a complete leather uh, vest, but. He's trying
2: to sell you leather daddy fantasy without actually ponying up and buying real leather.
0: What leather a sweats, guy. man. What leather a
2: poser! What a guy! <laughs> <laughs> what a white man!
0: <laughs> uh, what are some other examples of sort of that, uh, um, overcompensating for you? Um,
2: I think in particular of the party scene after, um what's her name the girlfriend's parents go to bed and everybody at the party like the beer comes out and the music changes and all the guys and girls pair off and they're like obviously all like couples or whatever and every guy has a girl and every girl is like all over her guy and like
0: do you notice that like only, like <laughs> Like during when when Freddie goes uh when Freddie comes, um to uh, the party uh, <laughs> 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 He he literally like climaxes into the party to cause havoc in it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Amelia's not amused by my sex jokes. I am,
1: um <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> is the mic not picking it up?
0: No. I don't know. <laughs> you're, just, you're just very silent, and I'm like, okay, Amelia's is just like staring me down. Um, but, like, but, like, I think he only. No. He, attack, he attacks like four guys, and then this one girl is trying to climb to freedom, and then she falls, and like fire comes up or something, I think, and kills her. But I think that's the only. I think that's the I only forgot girl about that I everybody died. who
2: dies at the party is that way the body count in this movie is so high yeah. is it just that one party scene
0: and i think I only think so, one yeah. i think only one girl dies in this movie
1: Yeah i'm probably so.
0: wrong you see? i'm probably Freddy's wrong killing, Freddy's killing freddie's killing all the boys
2: it's a gay movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well cuz he only wants the boys down there with him
0: <laughs> I Fred knows what boys like they want to die soon <laughs> um <laughs> boys like death um <laughs> i really like the makeup effects in this movie like uh the transformation scene where mm. uh, jesse uh man that is, that's some good body horror even to the today like made me like kind of cringe and feel like dirty yeah
2: there's like... a lot of really great body horror in mm-hmm. this movie like when jesse opens his mouth and Freddy's eye is in there or like when freddie's yeah. face literally bursts out of jesse's chest alien style like it's still, it's still
0: pretty effective a, too
2: it's a mm-hmm. lot of great stuff going on in this movie
0: you know what i just realized <laughs> what is that i okay amelia did you so the 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 parakeet scene, um, mm-hmm. technically, the line is I think that the mother goes that she puts the parakeets to bed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which means that, in in this in the nightmare universe, parakeets dream, right, and and Freddy Krueger can possess parakeets. Yes. I, didn't so, ca- I just thought it was just kind of like uh, one of those things where like What do even dream of? Apparently I mean... murder. Um, <laughs> I dream of murdering each other and bursting Look, into flames.
1: If I were a
2: bird, I would probably dream of
1: murder too. We have all seen the birds and more importantly, birdemic shock and terror, okay? <laughs> Dreams ab- or birds absolutely dream of murder
0: oh what was the big bird movie (laughs) The, the sesame street movie where they like go to um they go to like the natural history museum in new york or something and like big bird helps uh pharaoh soul go to heaven or whatever oh god that movie that movie scared me as a kid um i never
2: saw that imagine dying and big bird being your spirit guide to like the afterlife.
0: Well, hi, kid. Let's let's solve <laughs> this ancient Egyptian puzzle so you can go to heaven.
2: I hope your heart is lighter than a feather. Whoa.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: okay, back on track. I, I still can't. I still can't
0: believe something this gay got released as the Hollywood film. Hell wasn't even this gay, in my opinion. Um. <laughs> what do you think is the gayest scene in this movie
1: I mean for me it's well, okay, so like the serious answer I think would probably have to be that interaction between uh Jesse and Freddie, where he's like, "Daddy can't save you now and <laughs> He's like i want your body or whatever <laughs> you know the scene where he originally had the blades in his mouth um
2: i think my... there's an
1: <laughs> well i was oh, yeah, okay go ahead go, go, ahead. go ahead go ahead
2: i think i think we're about to both mention the same scene yeah so... i think so
1: so i'm just gonna let you go ahead and do that
2: <laughs> oh i mean there's a big argument to be made for the fact that jesse leaves like mid intercourse with his girlfriend to go hang out with his best friend grady like, right. if that ain't the gayest thing in the world.
0: <laughs> no, the gayest thing in the world is asking your best friend to watch you sleep.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Rip Grady.
2: <laughs> Grady was the real one in this movie.
0: <laughs> I didn't. Well, I didn't. Carpet um,
2: did Grady dirty.
0: <laughs> kind of sad that, like. Um, like out of the people like so the coach obviously um kind of like in the grand scheme of things i could understand jesse killing like if it's really him sort of like seeking out the people who did him dirty and getting revenge on them which would kind of like fit into the revenge thing but like and i can also understand like killing the people at the party because most of them, most of his other classmates were like making fun of him and, you know, throwing stuff at him and all that stuff. Um, So I get that, but I don't get his sister and I don't get Grady. Like in the, in the grand scheme of like, if we're supposed to believe that subconsciously Jesse is murdering the people who, are against him, why didn't he murder the father, or go after the father, you know?
1: I feel like he's more um, murdering, well, I guess the sister doesn't fit into that. But to, to me, sans the sister, it kind of felt more like he was going after the people that like, for some reason, were like making him insecure in his like heterosexuality in some way. Because that's oh. what Grady and the coach kind of have in common. Right? In that like,
2: case, it totally makes sense that he would kill Grady because yeah. there's like some there's like some latent feelings there that he doesn't want to deal with.
1: I mean, they had way more sexual chemistry than him and Lisa.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely.
0: I don't know. He was motorboating like you know a straight person would. He was in there, man. He was just like he was just like. I love boobs so much. No,
2: what what he Uh, loves very specifically was the space in between the boobs.
1: Yeah, like (laughs) when he was touching her boobs, it was like still hands. Like he was not doing anything. Let me
2: let me grab (laughs) one (laughs) boob in this hand, one boob in the other. Part them (laughs) biddies like the red sea, and like make my way in between.
0: Girl, I want a Moses through chest. (laughs)
1: I am using so, that is, line one
2: day. <laughs> that's exactly what he was doing. I think in his mind, he, like, was imagining them as Grady's ass cheeks. And he was yes. going to give them a good old, like, good old, like, hub
0: Grady is surprisingly uh, hairless. And I am kind of shocked by that. Also, Grady, I know you're dead now, buddy. Um... And I know in the grand scheme of things, with you being dead and all, this isn't really a big thing, but... Camo boxer briefs? Really? <laughs> like, yeah, I thought this was supposed to be a gay movie. I thought this was supposed to be realistic.
2: Fucking combat ruins Grady.
0: It took me out of this experience. I hate this movie now. <laughs> I could, I could live with all the gay stuff and all the sweating and the Bulge and adjust and Jesse adjusting himself in like a mid shot and stuff like that. I can't take the camo. Um it just doesn't make sense for the character that would have Frank Zappa and the stray cats posters on his wall. Um
1: None of those posters were straight posters. I just want to point (laughs) that out there. (laughs) There was even a Bowie poster. There was and then there was that Whitney Houston I think poster.
2: Oh, come on guys. David Bowie and Whitney Houston are totally straight icons.
1: That you're right. You're right. They are the most heterosexual icons in the history of the world actually. Yeah.
2: David Bowie <laughs> taught all men that you can wear makeup in a straight way. And then, you know, Whitney Houston, famous straight lady. Come on, you guys. <laughs>
0: So I actually, because I watched this film a few days ago and to um, kind of uh, uh, sort of, and I didn't have a lot of time today because I have a wicked hangover because um, I, fun fact, um, if you Skype drink with me, I will outdrink you. It is a challenge and I will Challenge win. accepted. Um, but that is also why I've had a day long hangover. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I looked up uh, the Kill Count video on YouTube. Um, and just because I'm like, I, I think there's only like, because I thought there was only like three people that died, but I forgot about like the party scene and that counts. Um, but I want someone to do like a gay count on YouTube (laughs) where they just like point out every single gay thing about this movie, whether it's like the actions or you know, the background stuff. Like, Jesse had, like, a tissue on his nightstand for, like, (laughs) the first 30 minutes of... And, 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 like, next to a tissue box. And, like, there is... So, like, I just want, like, everything Gay pointed out in this movie uh, in a very concise way. So if someone out there wants to do it...
2: Wasn't I saying before... we started recording that i wish i had had time to give this movie a second viewing so i could like really go through and focus on exactly how gay it is
1: yes yeah i think we should do that
2: <laughs> like this this movie i think would be very fun in like a watching party sort of scenario like Maybe
0: five hours long because we just keep like pausing and pointing yes. everything <laughs>
2: We would have to Rocky Horror this movie. <laughs> like this is definitely oh this God. is definitely one that I would love to watch with like all of us in the same room.
1: Agreed. I definitely we should agreed.
0: get we sh- we should get together. I would I will come to Colorado if we get enough people to shadow cast this movie.
1: <laughs> I like I this t- idea. T-
0: talk let's talk to Alamo, get it get it get it done. Um <laughs> We're going to spray
2: ketchup all over the place. <laughs>
0: Nightmare Please on Gay Street. don't, because then I'll
1: have to clean it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just get the tongue prop and just, you know, clean it that way. <laughs>
2: Uh, um, I don't want to so, think about that that weird creepy long ass tongue like
1: getting all God. up in her
2: boob cleavage like that was so
1: weird it's so awful
0: I, I call it the Gene Simmons smoking tongue because like <laughs> you know when you were like in, in high school and dare they would like tell you that your tongue would turn like gray if you like smoked and stuff
1: oh yeah I remember that now
0: And, like, every time I see the tongue scene, I'm just like, that's about the length of Gene Simmons' tongue. But it's also the color of the tongues they use in D.A.R.E. to show us what a smoker's tongue looked like.
2: (laughs) I was fortunate enough never to go to a school that opted into the D.A.R.E. program, and I credit that to as one of the reasons why I'm as big of a druggie as I am today
1: <laughs> um, I have the complete opposite I experience ne- where I, I, passed dare with, <laughs> I passed dare with flying colors and all I learned is that drugs are really exciting thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> do, do,
0: you remember, do you remember when you like graduated they, like, they gave you like this thing so that you can make your custom um, license plate I don't uh,
1: remember that
0: <laughs> um, it's like after you graduated from it or after I graduated from it like one of the things that we got they they handed out was like oh and you can make create custom license plates so think of like a word or like you know uh, you know a date or something or uh-huh. numbers that would fit perfectly into this and it's like what does it have to do with drugs don't care so um uh let's <laughs> we start. Let, let's um The moral of the story here
2: is no matter if you go to Dare or not, you'll still end up queer and on a
0: podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you can too, It's really positive.
0: (laughs) Start your own queer podcast. (laughs) Learn from... um, What part of this movie do you think could have been changed or improved on to make it a stronger horror film?
2: Ah... Honestly. Hmm.
1: I think they could have really like, I think if this movie were to be remade in 2021, especially they could have really gone like kind of the artsy, like kind of unnerving horror route given like, you know, the internal struggle and the, the dreaming and like all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And also, like, I think the obvious one is just more more kills um, and more gory kills, um, like what you would have seen in like the first or I don't remember the third one. I feel like that's the one I always forget. But yeah, like the first or the fourth or the fifth. They have some really yeah. good kills in there. Where them, is but...
2: our where is our Fountain of Blood? Yeah. I need I need a Fountain of Blood or I Where is somebody's head be being
1: smashed through a television and Freddy going, "Welcome to primetime, bitch." Okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> where is Freddy turning someone's body into a Hanna-Barbera cartoon complete with uh the sound effects from <laughs> Where is the my sucked into an unwinnable video game fantasy? <laughs> um I think for me, I'd actually... Because I think it'd make more sense if Jesse actually had... With the, with the toxicity of the father, the passivity of the mother, I think it'd make sense if Jesse actually had a stronger connection with his sister. And that was more of, um, like, uh, essential to the plot. Especially since he stops from killing her. I think, speaking of relationships, I...
2: Yeah, I would want to make the main romantic relationship a bit stronger. Mm-hmm. I think if you make that relationship more believable,
0: it would honestly make it easier to play up the gay aspect. I think it's also it. kind of funny to think that um, after being inside of Jesse, that's when Freddie started going camp. At uh, least in like Jesse I, at least in the Jesse turned Freddie gay, <laughs> Jesse turned
2: Freddy gay. Did
1: did he in <laughs> fact become Jesse's Fred?
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> every time I saw Lisa, all I could think was, <laughs> "She wishes she was Jesse's girl." <laughs> um, and I also want to just like point out uh, and give big ups to this film because just to remember this came out during the Reagan era yeah like father ronald reagan uh, kind of thing um which was just impressive as hell um uh-huh. amelia knows exactly
2: how i feel about ronald reagan <laughs> uh,
1: that you think he's daddy obviously <laughs> <laughs> absolutely reaganomics trickle down economics was like the best thing that anybody has ever come up with okay you filthy communists
2: let those wealth trickle trickle down down upon me
0: isn't trickle down economics just the golden shower for capitalism that's
2: literally what i said to amelia like a
1: week ago
0: oh sure never talk to me about things talk to me about golden showers i get it
1: oh god y'all you just made me choke on my spit thank you very much for that at least
0: you're choking on your own spit instead of ronald reagan's
2: let the wealth trickle down upon me like daddy reagan's (laughs) I i can't even finish the sentence like the thought is so abhorrent to me Oh man! Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> all right, so um, <laughs> glad we got that into the podcast. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I think it's time we sum this all up. <laughs> That's a good enough
2: for right? Amelia. And I go crazy. <laughs> this,
0: is the, this won't be the last time we talk about Daddy Reagan, but um, <laughs> it certainly is the first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, Amelia, does this movie make you want to get some Freddy up inside you? Or let your girlfriend's dad play you jazz?
1: I I know that the first one is supposed to be the positive one in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, I mean, on a serious note, um, I definitely, if you like slasher movies uh, with queer subtext, if you like 80s slasher movies in particular, I mean, I just, this is a classic to me. I love this movie, even though it has a shit rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, It's good. You know, I think, obviously, like any other movie, there are things that could have done better, but... Overall, it's an entertaining watch. It's a good time. It's fun, and it's funny. So, <laughs> yes, two thumbs up.
0: Ro, does this movie make you want to break into your best friend's room and ask him to watch you sleep? Or end up taking the bus <laughs> instead of your car to school?
2: Yeah, why did he take the bus? He had a car for, like, <laughs> that whole movie. <laughs> that he
1: hotwired instead of using a key for also really
0: <laughs> and both of his like big nightmares like the beginning and end both are on the bus despite him having the car yeah what
2: yeah I, I don't get that
0: um he also but... parks like an asshole, just saying
2: yeah all right that aside I really enjoyed this movie it makes me want to watch a lot more slasher films. Um y- yeah, enough said, go watch this movie, it's gay as hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, that's what you think, but if you've seen this movie or ended up watching it later, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience with it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, gay compot, that's G A Y E C A P O D. While you're there, why not suggest a movie for us to watch in the future? We're always looking for new suggestions. We can't wait to experience more movies with you. I'm Nito Kitch, it's Halloween, and we hope you have a scary and safe outing. Later.
1: Bye. I
0: want your body, (laughs) Jesse. I wish that I was Jesse's boy. (laughs) How can I kill a
2: fellow like that?